Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Afternoon Drive. Goodman Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products. Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for a wholesale lumber to the public, go to RMFP.com. Mace, you are repping the PGA Tour today. I don't know if I've ever seen you do that with that hat. Well, I'm sure a, you've worn it. I just haven't noticed it. Yeah, I've worn the hat before. It's from the uh, 2021 PGA Championship because... Uh, my family and I have taken some couple of vacations uh, over the years down at Key Island in South Carolina, which is uh, where they play the PGA every now and again. Is that a decent place to vacation to? It's amazing. Is it? Absolutely amazing. Wow. Like, my okay. fa- probably my favorite vacation place in the entire world. And what's great about it besides golf? You can play golf there. You can obviously. play golf. The right. beaches are great. They've got, you know, um, it's it's about 30 minutes drive from Charleston. So it's kind of secluded, but they've got some fantastic restaurants there right there on the Island. You can, I mean, like you can, you can take bike trails all over the Island. Like, Where do you fly into Charleston. Charleston, Charleston, or sometimes we'll do a trip around the Carolinas and we'll fly into Charlotte, spend a couple of days in Charlotte, see people that I know there and then drive about three and a half hours or so down to Charleston to Kiowa is how far? 30 minutes. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, I mean, okay. it's, in, it's in the Charleston. It's in Charleston County. Okay. And in fact, when they play the PGA out there, if you drive, make the drive from Charleston to Kiowa, you'll see like a lot of the areas where they have people park and they take them on shuttle buses out to the course because right. it's not the, the ocean course where they play the where they played the Ryder Cup back in 91 where they played yep. the PGA and other events. It's all the way at the, the uh, far end of the island from where you actually enter the island there's only one way on or off unless you're taking a boat so anyway that's it's a, it's a great place you being a golfer man yep. i might be the I, place to I, I highly recommend that you would you and uh, mandy would have a phenomenal time out there sounds like a great trip time now for the lead the lead presented by sasquatch casino in blackhawk leave it to wayne gretzky to make the prediction of the night saying between periods uh and the period was end of regulation and the first overtime that uh, the Avalanche have bigger goals. And if uh, Colorado is going to win the Stanley Cup, these are the types of games they will have to win. So they did win the game, 2-1 to one win in overtime. Do you feel more confident that they won this game or less confident considering, let's face it, they're a better team? I, confidence unchanged, actually. Confident before, confident after. I mean, you took – you basically – you took the Predators' best shot. You mentioned it on Twitter. They kept traffic. They kept traffic clear in front of the net, and and yes, it was an absolutely phenomenal. It was it was an absolutely phenomenal game uh, there uh, there by by the Predators on the on the defensive end, and it was a phenomenal and it was a phenomenal game. In in net, what what star did the Predators goalie get? They get first star, second star, third star. Oh uh, well, stars. I know it was McKinnon. Then I saw McCarr come out, and I'm guessing their goalie came out after that. It, well, 
He doesn't but know. then again, the, the, he, the third, he gave up. He was, he was it, the second star. He was the second star. Yeah. And you, you could have argued. I would have thought it would have been McCarr. I saw both McKinnon and McCarr come up. McKinnon was argued, third. Yeah. McCarr was, for, McCarr right. was the first star. Yeah. I mean, you could have argued that um, that Connor Ingham should have been the first star last no. night. No. Why not? He lost the game. The MVP of the Super Bowl is not from the losing team. It was in Super Bowl five. That's fine. Generally speaking, it should not be. The only mm-hmm. reason he should have been the number one star is because he was making uh, what his fourth career start. He I, he played three games in the regular season. And he first saved forty nine to fifty one shots. I he mean, was fantastic. You could not have you could not have asked any more from him. I'm sorry if you if you lose the game, you should not be the MVP. Just just like. I don't know what happened in the uh, the Rangers Pens game. The guy who had seventy nine saves, he lost. You're not the best player in the game if your team lost, especially if you're the goalie. Wait a second. Wait a second. No, you're saying you're, you're not the best player in the game if your team lost. You're not. There is a long list. We could go back through game after game it's after fine. game in every sport where the best player in that game that day that night mm-hmm. was on the losing team. Well, but here's the thing. They don't give out awards post-game in football, baseball, and basketball. But hockey does. Hockey, hockey does. does. Three now, stars. now yes. here would be an exception. If a guy scores six goals in a game and his team loses 7-6, okay, then yeah. fine. I'll be more than happy to Derek, say the guy Derek should be the Thomas, numbers. when he had seven sacks for the Chiefs against the Seahawks back in 1990. Yep. The Seahawks won the game. Derek Thomas was the best player. I mean, Fine. that's obviously an extreme example, but it yes. ha- the best player being on the losing team in the game, being on the losing team actually happens fairly often. I'll tell you why McCarr should have been the number one star. What do you have? 12 shots on goal? Yeah. Like As that. a defenseman and the game winner, he's absolutely the number one star of the game. He almost single-handedly outshot the Predators. Now, I understand the Predators had like 19, 20 shots on goal, but he had at least half of them. He had a ridiculous game. A ridiculous game. The Predators played the only type of game that you can play against a team that has that much of a talent advantage. And with your with your four starts, four career NHL starts goalie in net. It was he was great. It was keep keep traffic clear in front of him. So it li- and by the way, the winning when how did the winning goal happen? There was traffic in front of him. He, didn't, well, he couldn't see the shot. If we're being completely honest here, he made a bunch of great saves. He did. I'm not taking anything away from him, but it's as if they almost refused to go top shelf on this guy. And th- when they did try and go top, well, McKinnon shelf, went it went hold on went shoulder against the. Let yeah. me finish. They refused to go top shelf on the blocker side. They went. They tried to go top shelf on the glove side, but on the blocker side, where McKinnon scored, they needed to do more of that. But that's it. You got to squeeze that in there. Oftentimes, if they're if they're coming from that side, I well, mean, the blocker can only yeah. the blocker can only go so high. Like Kadri, I believe, had a chance, and he barely got. He didn't get the puck in the air. They the Avs had plenty of opportunities to score. The kid was great considering his experience as well. Now, Predators head coach John Hines has a big decision to make. He said yesterday that, or I should say on Wednesday, that uh, Saros, their top goalie, could possibly play as soon as tomorrow. What you doing if you're the Predators head coach? What percentage is Saros? I think that's what you have to ask yourself. 
if he's like if he's seventy percent, I'm not sure you put him in there. If he's even seventy five or eighty percent, I think you put him in there, but you have a quick hook. Like if he doesn't look right, like if he doesn't look right, if he's not quick out there, you have a quick hook for Ingram. It's a it's a it's a real dilemma for him because the kid from yesterday was fantastic. But the question is, is that the start of something or is it just playing playing the game of his life? I have right? no idea. They, they they don't know. I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't and I wouldn't envy this decision. That being said. There's a certain like percentage wise and just how he looks. I mean, it's going to be kind of a feel thing, right? Like you just look at look and see how he is out there. But he it, but he is your regular goalie. He's he you know he did help get you here. He had a he had a very good season to Soros for the Predators. He's a huge part of the reason why they're here. No question. So I think you have to give him the benefit of the doubt, but you also have to say if he doesn't look right we're making this move as soon as possible because basic, I mean, not that they, do they really have a chance? Not much in, in this series, minimal at best, but it's still your, your chance of survival is this game. You have to start him for this reason. How do you explain it to the guys in the locker room? Yeah. He got you there. That's right. The guy you rode all season. Can now seven play. games. Yep. However, my gut says go with Ingram. I would, I, if I was the coach, I would want to go with Ingram, but I would know I have to start Saros. And Saros got you there. I got that. But Ingram was fantastic. No, no doubt. I mean, they again, they did they they did a good job keeping things clear, but he did make the saves. By the way, um I believe Saros led the NHL led NHL goalies in games played this year with 67. Okay. He really did get them there. Okay. So if again, if there's benefit of the doubt, I think you have to put him in there and have the quick hook. You have you have to put him in there because your locker room will be livid at you, despite the way Ingram played. And you don't want to have but the Ingram yeah. has been. Yeah. You give up two goals to the Avalanche. One of them is in overtime. This kid was peppered. In the third period, you could have made the case. Well, it wasn't true, but you could have made the case that ice was literally tilted. Watching on TV, the ice was tilted to the left, like by about 45 degrees. That's what it felt like. Like you could not get the puck out of the zone. And that's what we talked about yesterday. Early on in the game, Nashville did a very nice job with his forecheck. Second period, I'm not going to even count it with all of the penalties the Avalanche had. And oh, by the way, for as great as McKinnon is, and he is something special. If Makar would have scored a goal, that shorthanded potential goal on the five-on-three, mm-hmm. somebody should have walked outside and built a statue for him. Because I think people would have wanted it. In the playoffs, <laughs> you score a shorthanded goal, and you were the reason why the entire play happened because it developed with his defense that pushed the puck the other way. It was a phenomenal effort. On a five-on-three, I mean, well, this wow, Bill, it's a great, it's a great accomplishment what he did in that moment. Building, building, would, would building a statue? I'm saying it half would, I know, jokingly, but would building a statue jokingly. for that be any, uh, any more absurd than retiring the jersey of Ray Bork when he played barely over a season for you? There will be a statue <laughs> one day of Kale McCarr outside that stadium, 
or wherever the Avs are playing by then. That's right. Yeah, I mean, I'm 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 not going to say it's going to be outside of Ball Arena because Ball Arena is what 23 years old. Right. They they might be playing in a new building by the time Kale McCarr is done. Kale, but that also tells you that Kale McCarr, if the Avs are if he has good health and the Avs are smart and don't get stupid, Kale McCarr should be playing for this team. 14 or 15 years from now. He oh. should be he should be and may well be, he he may well become the iconic Avalanche player. Listen, we talk it's all about winning titles and I understand that. And I understand how great Joe Sakic is and Peter Forsberg and Patrick Waugh and Ray Bork and Rob Blake and I understand the list. But facts are facts. One, those guys won two cups. Mm-hmm. Not going to argue that. Yeah, Bork won one, but yeah. Nathan McKinnon in the playoffs is third all time in points per game in the playoffs. That's stunning. And the guy's never gotten past the second round. And Kale McCarr, three seasons on the job. For defensemen, he is fourth all time. For as special as Sakic and Forsberg are, I'm sorry, they got to get titles. But these guys might be at another level. They might be kind of in there. But you got to win. You got to yeah. win cups. Well, and the other thing is, inevitably, as the as the player ages, if they keep going to playoffs, but they get older, that average is going to decline a bit. It's a little bit goosed right now by the fact that McKinnon is in his prime, and McCarr is probably just ent- is just at the first steps of his prime. Not disagreeing. So I mean, like Chris Chelios plays forever. You know, that, that's going to decline his averages a little bit. Yeah, but you know what? Mm-hmm. Hold on. I'm going to counter that, and I know we need to hit a break. Zakic played late into his 30s, right? Yes. So you can make the case those numbers are declining, right? But his teams went deeper early on in his career when he was in his prime, and that hasn't happened yet with McKinnon. So I think that does balance out a little bit. Coming up after the break, Trevor Story has been, in a word, awful with the Red Sox. And he is really starting to hear it. Do you feel bad for this guy? If you don't even know what's going on in Boston... We'll tell you. He's getting jackhammered. Here, mm-hmm. we're easy. Fans, generally speaking, media, Trevor Story is being roasted and barbecued. That's next. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MyLifeSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed at Mace Denver at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, not retail, but wholesale. 
Go to rmfp.com. In the meantime, I want to tell you about Siltahar Mazda. Loaded with inventory, you can get the right car at the right price, like the Mazda CX-5 or the Mazda CX-30. Uh, Mazda CX-30, you know, gas prices are so stinking high. You get 32 miles to the gallon, and it's all-wheel drive. You're going to love it. Take one for a test drive today. Of course, Siltar, family-owned business. They've been around for over 60 years, and they really treat you like family. It is stress-free. It is hassle-free. That's the way it should be, right? Go to Broomfield today for a test drive or check them out at sthmazda.com. We have some breaking news that we want to get to having to do with the avalanche and the predators. We just talked about it, Mace. Yep, Connor Ingram's going to start game three. Soros has been determined to be not ready to play just yet. And uh, look, I mean, if Soros isn't healthy, then it's the move you have to make. It, it's only controversial if Soros is is, uh, is ready to go because he's had a very good year, but um, Nashville saying he's not ready health-wise. They're, they're still calling it a lower body injury. That's the you way lo- it is. You love the hockey terms. Right. Upper the body, NHL. lower body. Do you, ever, you never hear middle body. Or ex- I think anything from the waist down is lower body. Okay. So it's just a groin injury, it's one lower or the other. body. We're Couple inches it, lower, a really lower body. We're dividing injury. into two, not dividing it into like thirds then. Basically. That's true. Yeah. yeah. Okay. They, they don't do it that way. Yeah. All right. So yes. Kind of like a magician of yeah. the woman in the box in the in the big mm-hmm. steel plates. So we'll see if Connor Ingram, Ingram, speaking of magicians, can do the magic act one more time in game three tomorrow. Time now for the buzz. The buzz is presented by Eric Cook at Farmers Insurance. The Cook Insurance Group, focused on people, not policies. Call today at 303-790-8089. That's 303-790-8089. When Nolan Arenado was traded to St. Louis, he hardly busted out of the gate in his first month of the season with the Cardinals. Fair Mm -hmm. to say? Yes. Well, uh, what Nolan Arenado did in his first month of the Cardinals looks like Hall of Fame numbers compared to what Trevor Story is doing right now. He's easily off to the worst start of his career. In 21 games, 81 at-bats, he's hitting 210, no home runs, 9 RBI, 29 strikeouts, 8 walks. His war, which has always been pretty good, minus .3. He started the season at second base in the leadoff spot. Not a leadoff hitter here. He has since free-fallen into the lineup. He is fifth now, which is not bad because really that's the middle of your order. Uh, Boston Globe columnist Dan Shaughnessy wrote on Twitter, Trevor Story not making himself available to the media after four strikeouts and getting booed at Fenway is a bad sign. Fans want new players to succeed, but ducking questions never cuts it here. Trevor, that's the way they do it in Boston. All due respect to Rockies fans. Rockies fans, I'm sorry, are not educated, as passionate as Boston Red Sox fans. Totally different story. Media is totally different too, because yes. it's not the same level of intensity, uh, not the same level of uh, of expectation that you're going to comment even when things are going bad. They will take a long, sharp metal stick shove it up your butt, put you on a spit, spin you around, break out a paintbrush, paintbrush, and put barbecue sauce on your back and your front as you are turning. That's the way the media is out there. So with the way things ended in Colorado, first story, 
He wanted out. There was no amount of money that was going to bring him back. You can't blame Bill Schmidt. You can't blame Dick Monfort. They could have offered him $500 million. He wasn't coming back. You feel badly for story or is it kind of eh, good riddance? Uh, I'm going to quote um, Rainier Wolfcastle. Um, the, uh, Arnold the, heck that is. the Arnold Schwarzenegger uh, parody <laughs> character from The Simpsons. Well, everything Ooh. is with The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah why not? Well, I, 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 the reason is, you know, if someone else has it, I'm going to give them credit, right? Okay. So made a made a bad made a bad movie and uh, was asked, uh, "How do you sleep at night?" And he says, "On top of a pile of money with many beautiful ladies." Trevor Story has his pile of money. Mm, he he's he does. He does. He would have had his pile of money here too. He would have had a pile of money at other places. No pressure with the pile of money here. That's true. And that's the big difference. At the end of the day, these guys are human. And I'll ask you, I don't want to use the word poor because I'm sorry. It's really hard to be happy being poor. Would you rather be wealthy, <clears throat> rich, not wealthy, totally different class of, of money. Mm -hmm. Would you rather be rich and literally miserable going to work or would you rather be somewhat comfortable and happy going into work every day? Mm, that's a good question. Um, I'll start off with you, Danny. Uh, what would you rather be? Would you rather be... You didn't give me a chance to think about well, it. Well, it sounded like you were thinking about it for a while. You want to go first? No, go ahead, Danny. Okay, go Danny, <laughs> would you rather be rich and literally miserable going into work every day? It's a mental drain and... You're doing very poorly, and everybody is seeing it. Or would you rather be somewhat comfortable financially, but you love going into work and you're really good at it and people appreciate you? Yeah, money can't buy happiness. I'll take the comfort and uh, yep. and the being proud of the work that I do. Yep. Mace? How close are you to being able to just say, I don't need to work anymore? Well, you're right, Trevor Story. Because that because that's something that matters. Like if if you're rich and you're miserable, but you're looking and saying, "I only have to go through this another year, and then I don't need to work for the rest of my life." I'll take being miserable in the short. Trevor time. Story could go home and ask somebody to quote accidentally lop off his leg. He'd never play again, and he would still get fully paid. So he has that option. Yeah, he has to have that. Now he can't if he walks away. He doesn't get paid. He still has a lot of money in the bank, right? Uh, that, that's but, a, but let's yeah, not get into. The, I'm asking you, what would you, what would you want? Again, uh, well, it depends. Again, let's like, not think about this too much. No, I Danny answered the question very simply. I would want to know how long I had to, how much longer I had to do this to be financially secure and not to work for the rest. I of want to know how much longer this conversation is going to go on. We I mean, have Trevor, to a break. I mean, Trevor's story after, uh, what would you rather have? Yeah. A, a, after this Jeez. year, after this year, Trevor's story is going to have $47 million. That's right. Earned. And I would be like, well, if I'm really miserable, I'm just going to get through this year and I'm going to quit. Yeah. But the thing yeah. is you really enjoy what you do and now it's you're not, and now you're you not going to be doing it anymore. Now you're done because you've quit the game. So you're saying, I would rather you're be saying he enjoys what he does. So he's not so he's not completely. He loves miserable. what he does, but he can't stand going to work. He's getting booed at work, and his teammates are probably looking at him like, "Come on, dude, you're getting paid all this money. We brought you in here." I don't know why you have to make the the answer so complicated. I'll I'll, I'll make it easy, Danny. I couldn't agree with you more. 
I would going because to work every day, gray, not being liked, and you can't. Life I, is in the gray area most often. That's the thing. It's not, there. Are very, there are very few black, white, yes, no equations in life. Coming up after the break, well, there is there is no black and white in this next segment. Mike Chambers from the Denver Post is going to join us next. He covers the Avs. He's getting ready to hop a flight to Honky Tonkville. That's next. It's a kiss. It's a wine. It's summertime. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back. Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason. Watch us. MileHighSports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed. At Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman. If you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public, go to rmfp.com. Time now for What's Trending. What's Trending is presented by Optimum Golf. Take your game to the next level this offseason at Denver's best indoor virtual facility in the Park Hill and Rhino neighborhoods. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. All right, let's go out to the hotline. We're going to bring in our friend Mike Chambers, covers the Avalanche for the Denver Post. He's at DIA right now getting ready to board a flight to Smashville. How are you, Mike? Hey, Eric. Uh, I'm okay. I, I, I survived the uh, security uh, through the north uh, entrance of DIA. I'm telling you what, I've never seen so many upset people based on the fact that obviously the north side, it's all TSA pre-check. Right. I couldn't. I couldn't believe the amount of people that were that thought that that was just the regular line. I mean, the signage is so weak here, but it, it, it's it's yeah. pretty crazy at DIA here. Please tell me for all the travel that you do, you have clear. No, but I what? need it. I just got pre-checked. But I'll tell you what. I oh. think pre-check is like a dinosaur right now because so that's it, why you need to get clear. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been lecturing me about the clear for ages now. For all I the only have pre-check. For all the traveling that you do, it, it is so worth it. Yeah. Well, well I'm going to think about that hard now. Please do. You're not going to be in the middle seat on this plane, are you? Negative. I got a good one. <laughs> good for you. Okay, a Wayne Gretzky on the TNT broadcast said in between periods, if Colorado's going to win a cup, these are the type of games they will have to win. Well, they did yesterday in overtime. With that, are you encouraged because they won a game like this or maybe a little discouraged because maybe going into the game you felt they should have rolled Nashville? Not 7-2, to two, but the game shouldn't have been this tight. No, I, I liked how they won both games. I mean, a blowout in the first game and a tight one in the second, but both games they played the same way. They outplayed Nashville. They put up a ton of shots. They made a lot of plays. They played good defense. They had good goaltending. So, yeah, they won in two, two different ways, but uh, I thought it was really good to do that based on the fact that their game never changed. Uh, do the Predators have any more tools left in their drawer? Did they kind of shoot their shot last night? <laughs> well, they scratched two of their guys, and, and Mike Benning on D and, and Philip uh, Tomasino up front. Um, to try to, I guess, make a spark or something in game two, and that didn't work. So um, their goaltender, 
UC Saris might be available for tomorrow. He's um, not playing. It's been reported by Adrian okay. Dater. He's out. All right. Well, I'm not sure Adrian knows everything, but I, I haven't heard anything. Well, no, it's, there, it's actually Nashville reporters reporting he's out. There too. we go. Okay. Yeah. yeah. All right. Yeah, if you got reports from Nashville, obviously those are uh, right. are pretty solid. So if he's out, um, obviously they're going to go back with the the uh, rookie again. And he's, he's been playing great. I mean, even in game one, he played great. He stopped 30 of 32 shots. And obviously it was awesome last night. He made 49 consecutive saves after McKinnon scored on the first shot of the game. So. I think their goaltending looks pretty good with Ingram and Ned. I think he's a good goaltender. He's a two-time AHL All-Star. Uh, so I think that the Avs are preparing, you know, for another good matchup against a good goaltender. But, uh, you know, obviously the Preds would like to have Soros in there. And if that's not going to happen, that's, that's going to be another concern for them. Please go Hockey 101 for our listeners. Because it's more than effort. The lazy analysis is, well, it was, went to overtime because the Predators tried harder. Go go deep into hockey on why Nashville played better. Because it's more than just effort. Oh, I didn't think that they played better than game one. I just felt hmm. like their goaltending was really good. I mean, in both games, Zavs peppered them with 40-plus shots. Obviously, 51 last night. So in game two... They actually had more shots, well, about the same in regulation. But, no, I thought Colorado's game never changed. I just think that uh, Ingram was super, super good in game two, and, and, and David Riddich in game one, the starter, was, was not very good. I, I think that was the main difference. Let's talk about puck placement. For the next game, do the Avs need to shoot the puck into a different zone to beat Ingram, or... From your perspective, he was good in every zone around the net. Eric, I think that they're going to think about being more creative. This is a very creative offensive team. But isn't there a difference between being creative and being too cute? Yeah, oh, sure. Um, But I think being solving a hot goaltender has to do with being creative and then go into the dirty areas, the rebounds and front. I think the game plan for Colorado is still just to pepper Ingram from every angle, but focus a little bit more on getting to those rebounds in front. Yep. Um, Crazy question. McKinnon has been on fire over the last two games, and you could just see how he, for lack of a better phrase, is the best player on the ice. Kale McCarr enthusiast would argue because of all of his shots on goal, got the game-winning goal, and of course he had three points in the first game. This, if you had to, Mason and I talked about this in the break. Both guys are unbelievable players, but if you had to start a team tomorrow, and you could only choose between McKinnon or McCarr, who would you pick? That's a tough one, but. Uh... McCarr is a generational yep. defenseman. McKinnon is a, I wouldn't say generational, but he is a, obviously a number one overall draft pick. He's having a great career. He's becoming a legend in playoff hockey. He's just the fifth player in the NHL history to reach 70 points in 50 games. Um, but I would take McCarr based on his age and the fact that 
there's really no defenseman in the league like him. I think he's the best thing to come to NHL defenseman since Connor McDavid arrived as mm. a generational forward. And Austin Matthews is up there too. I think, I just think if you're starting a team now, uh, based on McCarr's age, I think you would go with him. But, you know, it's a funny question because the abs are so good because of both of them. And then everybody in back of them. And, and I just think that uh, with those two guys, this team is scary, scary good. You put over at DenverPost.com three keys uh, to victory for the Avs on Saturday. Key number three is you write out you write about controlling Phil Forsberg of the Predators. What have the Avs done specifically to keep Forsberg basically mostly a non-factor out there? Well, they put Kadri lines out there they've had McKinnon um I don't think it's going to be much of a matchup in Nashville uh Nashville obviously is going to have last change so they're going to free up that line a little bit but obviously after the puck drops there can be a shift change and things change but Forsberg had six shots last night he hit one off the uh iron um but he doesn't have a point in the series and I think that's a huge key for the abs, if they can again shut that guy down, I mean, he's their best offensive weapon. And if they again shut him down in game three, man, abs could be up 3 nothing. I mean, we're really not giving the abs defense probably enough credit because we, you know, follow the shiny object and talk about the offense all the time. Matt Duchesne did not have a shot on goal yesterday. Uh, Ryan Johansson did not have a shot on goal yesterday. And I think that is being completely overlooked. Oh, for sure, Eric. I mean, if you, if you sit there and you want to talk about great team defense, well, that, that's it right there. I mean, if those guys can't get a single shot on that, team, team defense is doing something great. I think that's what the, the Avs obviously are a great offensive team. Kemper's been good in that. But I just think that their team defense – um, is sometimes overlooked, as you said. I mean, think about this for a second. I'm guessing you probably know him, sports columnist for the Tennessean, Gentry Estes. He roasted Matt Duchesne in his column today. So Duchesne has 43 goals, didn't have a shot on goal. He's getting paid $8 million with a contract that seems like it's going on forever. Same thing with Johansson, contract that seems like it's going on forever. I mean, what would we be saying about Nathan McKinnon and Kale McCarr, or let's just use forwards, McKinnon and Rantanen, if they had not had a shot on goal in yesterday's game and they lost? Well, Rantanen only had one, and Burkowski didn't have any. Right. Uh, But they won. But I I can't imagine McKinnon and McCarr not having a shot. It's just like what they combined last night for 20, I believe. Right. 12 from McCarr. Yeah. (laughs) And that's a club. That's a club record, regardless of position in a postseason game. That's just un. It's just unreal for a defenseman to get that many shots on that. Um, but uh, I mean, if you're going to roast Duchesne and in his play against the Avalanche, that columnist might want to check out the history because he's been an Avalanche killer. This he year. has he scored five or six goals. Yeah, that's true. Two in game one, he had. 
won the previous Thursday in the regular season game and then the shootout winner. So Duchesne has been really, really good against the Avs this year, which makes me think last night again when the uh, crowd kept on booing him every time he touched the puck, maybe the crowd should not do that because it seems to fire that guy up. One of the keys you mentioned for tomorrow is a kind of the drown out, keep down the noise of Nashville. For those unfamiliar, real quickly, why are playoff games in Nashville, why do they seem to be different than in other NHL venues? Yeah, good question, Andrew, because uh, for, for, for one, they are, are playoff proven. They went to the Stanley Cup final. They've been to a Western Conference final. They, they have built a fan base. That fan base knows how exciting playoff hockey is, for one. Two, you're within a pitching wedge from Broadway and Tootsie's and, oh, yeah. Yeah. and the greatest honky-tonks in, I guess, the world, at least the country. And people get fired up. Um, it's a party. It's a huge party. I can't wait to uh, have one or two there on Broadway <laughs> Street tonight. Good um, for you. It's, it's just a lot of fun. And and people get excited about going there, man. It's a destination place to see a hockey game, and it's a great one because the rink, it's a beautiful rink. It's mm-hmm. it's kind of old, but it's it's still a beautiful rink, and it, it's right off of Broadway there, right catty corner from Tootsie's. Um, it's it's just a great environment, and again, because this team has been to so many playoff runs and deep runs. Uh, they're very educated on on how the party is and that they want to go there. And, and it's just a great environment. I mean, the band's playing uh, at intermissions and stuff. It's, it's just a lot of fun. I can't wait to get there, man. Mike, go hop your flight, man. Don't want you to miss it. If you're going to drink tonight, don't forget it's a day game tomorrow. It's a day game it. tomorrow. All right? But there's, there's no morning skate, so that's sure. a plus. Okay, well... Apparently, uh, you're going to be more than a few whiskey shots in. Have a great flight, my friend, and feel free to drink on the flight because I know you're going to be taking an Uber to your hotel. Thanks for having me on, boys. See you, pal. Mike Chambers covers the ads for the Denver Post. What do you have coming up on Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it? Big weekend in the sports world this weekend. We've got NBA playoffs, NHL playoffs, the Kentucky Derby, some big fights in Las Vegas. We'll talk about a key return potentially in the NBA playoffs tonight and what it means for the team involved. That's coming up next right here on Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason on Mile High Sports. Afternoon Drive with Goodman and Mason, presented by Silter Har Mazda. A no-pressure buying experience in Broomfield at Silter Har Mazda. Find them at sthmazda.com. Live from the Sasquatch Casino and Wildcard Casino Sports Desk, here's Eric and Andrew. Welcome back, Afternoon Drive. Goodman, Mason, watch us, milehighsports.com. You can reach us. Rocky Mountain Forest Products Twitter feed, at Mace Denver, at Eric Goodman, if you're looking for wholesale lumber to the public. Go to rmfp.com. Golf season is here, but there are probably a few things you might need to do before you hit the links full time. And one of them is go to Optimum Golf. You can find them in Park Hill or Rhino. Want to bring in the guy who runs and owns and is a golf pro? 
Uh, we were calling Kyle at Optimum Golf, but uh, we will call him at 545. But I want to tell you about Optimum Golf. Um, you can get your custom fit, custom built clubs from there. Uh, you can work with him. My daughter works with him as well. He's a fantastic pro. And you can check out their bays if you want to as well. Uh, you're going to love going to their bays. I've been there many times. Love working on my game there. You can play courses all over the world. Book your tee time today at theoptimumgolf.com. Time now for the final word. The final word. Presented by Sasquatch Casino in Blackhawk. Just in case you missed it. Presented by Mountain High Appliance, Colorado's favorite appliance store for 25 years in Louisville, Colorado Springs, and now open in their new store in Littleton. Go to mountainhighappliance.com. Just in case you missed it, some recent updates for the Miami Heat and Philadelphia 76ers game that's tipping off here in just a few minutes. Joel Embiid, fitted for a mask, has cleared concussion protocol and will play with the fractured orbital. Uh, Kyle Lowry, who was dealing with a hamstring issue for the Heat, is back as well. So two big returns for those guys in Miami and uh, Philly locker rooms. Can the Sixers avoid going down 0-3 with a Embiid who probably won't be playing his full minutes tonight and is going to be wearing the mask? No. This this feels like what they would call a gentleman's sweep incoming. Yeah. Heat get game three. Sixers get game four. Heat close it out in Miami game five. Heat are a better team. And Philadelphia as has, has a lot of heat. talent. You you love the Heat. Like in I terms do. of like their chances. I do. Their their team. Um, the other thing is is that James Harden isn't the same James Harden that he used to be. His, he doesn't take as many shots, which is probably in some ways a good thing because he's so damn selfish. But he's passing the ball a little bit more, uh, but he's just not the same guy. Still doing better for them than Ben Simmons would have. Yeah, because Simmons was doing apps, literally you know doing what, nothing. Though? You know what, though? Before he <laughs> criticized ben, ben Simmons, he's having back surgery. Yeah. Okay, where he's having back surgery. People can say, well, this guy just didn't want to play. Yeah, that's fine if you want to say it, but now we know he's having back surgery. So if he's injured, he's injured. So I'm not going to pile on this guy. Okay. However, when he was healthy, he couldn't shoot. But then again, he's a defensive player. Wouldn't shoot. Well said. (laughs) Just in case you missed it, uh, the second game of the NBA playoffs tonight, the Phoenix Suns at the Dallas Mavericks. Luka doing everything he can trying to get Dallas a win, but... Now they're back in Dallas. Maybe he gets a little more help from his teammates. Phoenix at Dallas, 7.30 on ESPN. Will Luka be able to carry the Mavs to a win at home tonight? No. He'll carry them. They'll be competitive. They won't win tonight. I'll tell you what breaks my heart. He was getting a lot of criticism. See you, Spencer Dinwiddie. He's getting roasted. He's out. Listen, he's a good player. He's not a great player. He, he's not if... Luca's Batman. I'm sorry, Spencer's not Robin, and Phoenix is tested. They is he even the Alfred the Butler? I think Dinwiddie's a good What's Butler that? name. I said he may not be Robin. Is he even Alfred the Butler? No. Wow. Okay. Is he? I mean, I'm just saying. Like, if he's not Robin, what else could he be in the supporting cast of the Batman universe? He's a good player. You know? He's. I mean, you tell me. Is he a superstar? No, he's is not. He, he's a is, solid player. Like, is he as good maybe as, he is Alfred the Butler. No, wait. Is, is he as good as Pau Gasol 
was for Kobe Bryant. No, no, he's not. He's not a number. He's not a number two like that. No. Yeah. Spencer I mean, did have some very good uh, performances in the regular season right after he was traded. Yeah. And he hit a couple game winners back to back. But this is the playoffs, and it takes a different thing sometimes. Spencer averaged 16 points a game in 28 minutes, which is pretty good. But it's not averaging 20 points a game. It's just not. Jalen Brunson, he's getting roasted as well. Luka needs help, kind of like Jokic needed help. But if I'm being completely honest, would I rather have Jalen Brunson and Dinwiddie over what Jokic had for this postseason? Hell yeah, I would. And uh, maybe that's why they're in the second round and the Nuggets are not. Yep. Imagine if Luka and Jokic were helping each other. Yep. Just in case you missed it, Kentucky Derby, Saturday afternoon, Bob Baffert suspended after his horse Medina Spirit was stripped of last year's title. Uh, But some of his horses have been transferred to a different trainer and will be uh, racing on Saturday under Tim Yachtin. If you owned a horse, I I always love the names in, uh, in horse racing. If you owned a horse, what would you name it? I would name it My Balls. Here's the reason why. Because I would enter the horse in the race... And right before the race, I would take the horse out of the race just to hear the track announcer say, and in the fifth race, scratch my balls. Only reason why I would own a horse, and that's why I want to name it my balls. See, I, I wasn't going to go that. that. Yeah, I wasn't. I can't top it, but mine no. is similar. I would call uh, if it's a if it's a male horse. I would I would call the horse A S K U M. And so if someone asked. Uh, comes up and says, what's the horse's name? Ask him. And so you get people going through and thinking like, this is Mr. Ed. Huh, what's your, hey, what's your name? What's your name? What's your name? What, what the track announcers say when a horse is charging towards the finish line. Down the stretch they come. Down the, down the stretch they come. Here comes my balls. Here comes my balls. Here comes my balls. Oh. My balls wins in a photo finish. That was Mountain High so Appliance. your balls finished the job? Won the race? That was Mountain High Appliance, just in case you missed it. I love their sales staff because you know what? They do a great job at helping you get what you want. Mandy, she got a stackable washer and dryer. What a great piece of machinery that is. And uh, she got a great deal on it. Uh, She worked with the sales staff. She got what she wanted. They asked all the right questions. And uh, you're not going to do any better than Mountain High Appliance. Big box stores. I'm sorry. It's just not the same. Mountain High Appliance, you can find them in Louisville, Littleton. You can also find their clearance center in Denver. Coming up after the break, we're going to switch it up a little bit, talk about the Broncos. Why? CBS Sports' Jason LaConfora, who does this every year, wrote an article titled, 10 Bold Predictions for the NFL Season. Wait till you see the first thing he wrote about or hear about, the first thing that he wrote about. I was like, wow. Wow. That's next.